Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We're also on Dash Radio on their Nothing But Net channel every single weeknight at 7 p.m. Also, the Five Reasons YouTube channel. You can find all of these episodes, but also original episodes like Before Floor, an hour before every heat game, post up five hours as soon as the heat game ends, and content on all of the other South Florida teams. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Check out FiveReasonsSports.com. Spell that one out for the latest takeaways from Brady Hawk, Alex Baumgartner, and others. We do not have a paywall. And check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network, including a huge heat fan who can be a huge help to your family's future. It's Mark Brown. You can find them at MARC for Mark, MARC Brown PA. Com, or you can call them at 954-566-5678, 954-566-5678. He's based in North Lauderdale, just north of Cypress Creek Road off of Andrews. He's got a small office there, but what he can do for you is give you an estate plan. He'll get you all the forms. He'll go through them for you. He'll make sure your money gets to the right place if anything should happen to you or you're incapacitated, you can't handle your business. Mark Brown will make sure that the right people do. So he'll go again through all the forms. It's not an expensive process. He's not going to overcharge you. And it's something that you need, particularly if you have a family. He's also got a title company right there in house. So you can handle your real estate closings. We can also help handle your real estate divestitures or anything else along those lines. So reach out to Mark Brown, M-A-R-C Brown, PA.com, 954-566-5678. I can speak to him personally because I've done a lot of business with this guy and I trust him completely. So again, 954-566-5678 for our friend, Mark Brown. And now, today's episode. Down to Biscay. Yay. Uh, five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop with one hand. Impact with trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network, or the beginning of the show if you're listening to this and watching this on Five Reasons YouTube. Today's floor plan, we've got Norris Cole. He's been joining us here regularly during the playoffs, of course, two-time champion with the Miami Heat and a many-time champion overseas. He's joining us from France. We're going to do that, like, where's Norris thing uh, <laughs> here on the podcast. Um, but we got a lot to get into today with Norris. So, And we're going to have him tell you a little bit about Energy Cubes as well as we go forward. I do want to mention also that we're also sponsored by our friends over at prizepicks.com. Use code 5, F-I-V-E, and get your initial deposit matched up to $100 and you can do that on the NBA, NHL, MLB, and all of the other sports. So use the code 5 FIVE at prizepicks.com or download the app on Google Play Store or on the App Store. All right, let's get to it here because I want to go forward with you on the Heat and the Celtics and what this Eastern Conference final is going to look like, but I want to go back a little bit with you also because you were part of those matchups um, against the Celtics in the playoffs. And obviously you were also part of LeBron James uh, dunking on Jason Terry. You had a role in that as well. And, and I, <laughs> I just want for, for, for fans who don't understand it. Okay. Because two years ago, this was in the bubble, the heat and Celtics was in the bubble. So there were no fans on either side. 
But this has become a rivalry, um, just like to a certain degree, the Heat and Bucks was sort of becoming a rivalry. But this has become a rivalry between the Heat and the Celtics. These two teams have been in the Eastern Conference Finals more than any other teams over the past 20 years. They seem to always find each other. Can you go through what that environment, obviously the first two games of this are going to be at FTX Arena, but what that environment was like at TD Garden. You go in there uh, with a team that you know everybody in that building hates, with players that everybody in that building hates. Take me through it. What's it like? Man, it's, it's definitely one of the best environments when you talk about sports environments, but it's also one of the most hostile environments if you're the away team. Um, but it's a great atmosphere. Um, you definitely can feel the the hate, if you want to use that word, the vitriol. Uh, they love their teams in Boston. It's, it's definitely, you know, when you go there, you have to make sure everyone is together. You got to make sure everyone is focused. You got to make sure everyone knows the game plan. You can't get rattled. You're going to hear some things you probably don't like. You know, you're going to see some things you probably don't like. Um, it's definitely going to be uncomfortable, but it makes you rally together. And I, I was fortunate to play, you know, with a group of guys that, you know, we can weather those storms. But it's definitely a great sports environment, you know, playing in the garden, uh, TD Garden. All right, so take me through the night before game six. Uh, LeBron's game, the 45-point game, obviously the picture that everybody thinks of with his level of intensity. Because I'll tell you where I was. I, I was I was at a, a hotel nearby night before uh, just having, you know, sort of a, a night before drink before I went out and, and I'm sitting there scrolling through Twitter and I have never seen heat fans so freaked out. Like they thought that series was over, over um, you guys had just sort of integrated Chris back in because he'd gotten injured mm -hmm. in, in the Indiana series. It felt like Eric was still kind of experimenting with things, trying to figure out who he could play with who after, after Bosch got back. And you're down to that team, and I'm a different team than this team, but obviously all the old vets, uh, you know, whether, you know, obviously with KG and with Paul, he fans thought you guys were losing the next day. There's no, I mean, they can say something different now, but I know what Twitter looked like the night right. before. Do you remember just the, the whole experience getting up there that night before um, and everything, or, or I, I believe, yeah, because that would have been, you guys would have been in Miami for game five. So, uh, the night and just everything leading up to, you know, showtime in game six, which, which in a lot of ways saved the big three era, because we thought Eric's getting fired. Chris is getting traded. You know, mm -hmm. if, if you guys don't get past this team. Well, for us, it was a normal road trip. We didn't do anything different. So for me, it wasn't anything different. You know, we got on the plane, ate our food on the plane. I go to sleep, take my nap. The other guys play cards, you know, get to the, get to the hotel, you know, check in, uh, go to shoot around. Everything was normal. It was no, it was no different. The only, if you can say difference was that the intensity, the focus was there. I mean, it was do or die, obviously. Um, you know, LeBron was a little less talkative um, on game day, you know, because he was obviously locked in. But for us, it was just win one game. We never looked at it as, um, you know, oh man, we're down three, two. Like we we knew what the series was, but one thing Spo was always good at was keeping us focused on the the task at hand. And we had a bunch of veteran guys that understood you only can win one game at a time. And so that's how we looked at it. It was like one quarter, one half, one game. That's it. And obviously when you have a player like LeBron who 
you know, turns it up to another level, you know, obviously that, that, that makes it a little bit easier, you know, for the rest of us. But, you know, we were all locked in on the assignment and we went out there and executed. And you have to be like that going into that environment, because if there's any mental slippage, if you get rattled or anything like that, you can get, you know, you can get blown out. I remember uh, where they put us in the crowd. We, we were sitting in the oh, stands. Man. They Boston always do that. They put you, they put they, you way. Well, well, yeah. They put us in the middle of the crowd. Like no, like, like, you know, press box, not protected by anything. I'm honestly, it's the worst I felt or the most scared I felt in another environment <laughs> other other than LeBron going back to Cleveland, obviously, in, uh, in right. December 2nd, 2010, which nothing will ever compare to that. But but we're there. And I remember it distinctly because there were some fans behind me and they started the game cursing at LeBron and all the rest of this stuff. And as the game went on, it changed. Like by the second quarter, they're still cursing. By the third quarter, they're like, please stop, please stop. And by the fourth quarter, they're like, mercy. Stop, stop, LeBron, don't do this anymore until they walked out halfway through the fourth. When did you know that night, uh, like, that he had it? Like, because he had it a lot of nights, but, like, that night was different because you guys played great defense that night. Nobody really talks about that, but you guys played elite defense that night, but really didn't get scoring from anybody else. I mean, I think you – I don't even know if you guys cracked 100 that night, and he had 45 of them. When did you know, like, all right, this is a takeover night for him? Well, I mean, I kind of knew, you know, first quarter, you know, you could just look and see the demeanor. You know, normally he's a laid back kind of guy, you know, you know, he scores, but he's he's not necessarily always looking to score. That night he was like in attack mode. You can tell from the beginning. Um, It was no laughing. It was no joking. It was no smiling. It was no, you know, the eyes wasn't going left, going right. It was just like a straight, you know, demeanor, like a locked focus. And uh, I mean, we always like that, but I mean, he took it to a whole nother level. And on a team, you just do your job. And obviously he had the scoring, he had that on lock. And so it was on us to make sure everything else was covered, make sure the rebounds was covered, make sure we foul when we were supposed to foul, give them no layups, make sure, you know, we switch, we were supposed to switch, you know, make the game as easy as possible for, you know, you know, for our big dogs to do the, you know, to do the job. And so that's what we did. You know, all the rest of us, you know, we set screens, we rebound, play good defense, you know, make timely shots when we needed to. And, and then, you know, help him to be in a position to, to do what he does. And he delivered for us that night. Just to pivot to the current series. So I asked Jimmy today uh, at the end of his little presser, he met with the media for about 10 minutes. And I asked him at the end, I said, do you expect them to play you differently than, than Philadelphia did? Do you expect more doubles than, than maybe you saw from Doc? And he said, I don't, he finished it with, I don't care, honestly, ended the presser and walked off. And it just made me think, Jimmy's built for that kind of environment, isn't he? Like, I, it, it feels to me like, like if you look at this team, and obviously they're going to get the first two at home and you got to try to take care of home, but you know, you, you may lose one at home. And so you probably at probably at some point in this series, you're going to need to get one up there. I would think when you look at this team's demeanor and the fact that they did close it out in Philadelphia uh, in the sixth game, and they sent the fans scurrying to the exits early in the fourth, which is something supposedly, as we talked about last week, but something supposedly only heat fans do uh, leave early, but all the Philly fans, in fact, the Phoenix fans were gone in the second quarter yesterday. Um, do, do you see this team as a team that's built for that environment? Um, I do. I think um, they're a mature team. 
Um, obviously, Spo has seen it all, so he's not going to be rattled. Um, have good leadership. Um, Bam, PJ Tucker, you know, Kyle Lowry, um, all of those guys are, you know, war tested. You know, they've been in all the the crazy environments that you can be in. They've played in different playoff series and things like that. And obviously, UD. Uh, so, you know, I don't, I don't think that it's going to be too much for them. I believe emotionally, you know, they'll be able to handle it. It'll just be a matter of can they execute the game plan. And I'm looking forward to seeing that because I believe that these two teams kind of almost mirror each other a little mm -hmm. bit. Both have a lot of wings that can defend multiple positions so they can switch. They both play help side defense very well. Um, they don't hug their man in help side position always. You know, they – they have great three-point shooting. So I, I believe Boston and Miami, they kind of mirror each other a little bit. So, you know, it's just going to be a matter of what superstars step up and what role players step up and do the job. So let me go to that with you here. Okay, so obviously, you know, you look at these teams, and there's going to be a lot of talk about Tatum on one side. There's going to be a lot of talk about Jimmy on the other side. I was looking at the, uh, the, the ESPN's preseason top 100 list for this season, and who's still left? And uh, there's only four top 20 guys still left in the playoffs. Um, they had uh, Luke at four, Curry at five, Jimmy at 16, and Tatum at 14. Those are the only, and then Bam was at 21. Okay, so a mm -hmm. lot of the names that people are used to following, the you know Durants, the Giannis's, the LeBrons, the Kawhis, the CP3, the James Harden, the Embiid, they're all gone. They're in Cancun or somewhere else at this point. This is the group right. that's there. Let's get beyond Jimmy and Jalen uh, because obviously he's going to be a big factor in this too. And, and Jimmy and Bam, who's, who's the X factor here for you in this series? Who turns this series? I'm going to be honest with you. I'm looking forward to seeing like PJ Tucker and Williams from the Boston Suns. I'm looking forward to watching <laughs> that because both of them have, are going to have to probably make spot up threes, which Williams shot 18 of them last game. Mm -hmm. and we all know P.J. Tucker in the corner is elite with that, but I'm also looking forward to watching their defensive matchups because those two guys are going to do a lot of guarding. Williams is going to guard Jimmy and Tyler Hero some and Bam. And uh, obviously um, Tucker is going to guard a lot of, you know, Jalen and Tatum. And so I'm looking forward to seeing that matchup, honestly. I want to, I want to see the intensity, see how chippy, how rugged it's going to be. And if um, – if they're their big man, I think Robert Williams is his name. If he's healthy, I'm looking forward to seeing him and Bam kind of go at it. You know, two guys that are both elite uh, rim protectors, lob threats. Um, obviously, Bam can initiate the offense a little bit better, though. But I'm looking forward to seeing that. And obviously, in Boston now, unlike two years ago in the bubble, I mean, they really do roll four bigs. Um, that they can it, when both Williamses are healthy, and you've got Tice. But they didn't have Horford two years ago, which I think a lot of Heat fans forget. And he's been rejuvenated this year. Like that's, that's, you know, seems like getting back into the right environment has really worked for him. I, I want to go to Tyler with you here though, because when you look at the first two rounds of the playoffs and you look at the on off numbers and some of the metrics, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you do. If you had an extra hour in your day, go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami heat game. I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. 
I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Tyler's numbers kind of jump out in a negative way compared to a lot of the other players. And, and I think Heat fans are trying to figure out, I had some of this on, on my show this morning, like, why is he only averaging 27 minutes in the playoffs when he was actually averaging more in the regular season? And I think I, I said, I think it's a little chicken or the egg. I think that some of it is that he hasn't performed to the level of the regular season. And so Eric has tried to trim the minutes back. I, I think some of it is Oladipo getting some time, even without Lowry there. But Norris, they really played Tyler differently in the last series. And I talked about it today. Like, they treated him like the star of the heat. Like, they doubled him. They threw the third defender at him. They came in from the corners. They kind of let Jimmy eat. Um, and I, I can't anticipate Boston's going to do that. So how does Tyler take advantage of it? Because it feels to me like this is a big series for him. It has to be. Well, you know, Spo goes with what he knows and what he trusts. That's what he does first. He trusts Jimmy like no other, which is the smart thing to do because Timmy has, I mean, Jimmy has delivered time and time again. So it doesn't surprise me that Jimmy's usage rate went up and Tyler's kind of went down. And plus, like you said, you know, his performances, you know, haven't been the same as in the regular season because we all know postseason is a little different and teams guard you a little different, as you can see. And so I believe Tyler definitely has to be efficient. You know, he's a, you know, he can be a volume shooter sometimes. And, you know, once he gets going, he gets going, but he's going to have to be a little bit more efficient, you know, I believe in this series in order for him to keep, you know, his minutes at what they were in the regular season because, you know, the way Boston defends, you don't get a lot of second and third chances if you pass up a good shot. And mm-hmm. if you shoot a bad shot, they're good at getting charges, deflections, or leaking out going the other way. So you can't shoot bad shots either. So I think this is going to be a growth series, you know, for Tyler. If he wants to take the next step against the elite defense, he has to be a little more efficient. All right, we're going to get to some rapid fire here with Norris. Before we do, um, Norris, tell us about Energy Cubes. Yeah, so Energy Cubes, the best tasting energy protein bars on the market. Um, they actually are cubes that are packed, um, three, three bite-sized cubes, um, all natural, no soy, non-GMO, um, real protein, not powder. Um, great, great natural, you know, great natural protein. You can get it at um, e3energycubes.com online. And we're also on Twitter and uh, Instagram. Just look up energy cubes. E3energycubes.com. You got a code for that too? No, nah, just, just go out there, E3 Energy Cubes. Yep. 
just use it. So it's real simple. Um, so get those e E3 energy cubes.com. And, and again, we'll put that up on Twitter and everywhere else uh, so that we can find it. All right. It's so going to give you some rapid fire, get some honest answers here from Norris. Uh, and again, you can follow him at PG. What well, I always forget this PG underscore 30, right? Is that right? <laughs> PG 30 underscore underscore code. That's what it is. You know, the first time when you, when you were drafted, um, I, I kept tagging Norris Cole on Twitter and it turns out it's like some old Irish guy, like yeah. somebody in Ireland. And he couldn't under, he was actually very nice about it, but he kept like asking people why, who is this person that I, that everybody's confusing before this went on for like two months until we figured out what your actual handle was, but it is Norris Cole on Instagram. So that right, one, right. The, that one, the old Irish guy hasn't claimed. Um, all right, let, let's get to, it. I will ask you this question. All right. Marcus smart. Elite defender or flopper? Both. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I knew. All right. Who who was the most? You got to be honest about this. Who was the most annoying flopper you played against when you were playing in, in, in the States? Who was the guy you're like, I cannot believe that he just sold that call like that? Um, and if you want to say Kyle, you can say Kyle. Probably Kyle, Kyle Lowry. <laughs> <laughs> I said that's okay. I, I figured that was coming. Yeah, I was thinking Kyle Lowry. Um, yeah, he, he him the most. Yeah, probably probably Kyle Lowry for sure. Well, the thing I've said about Kyle that's amazing is Kyle will argue after he gets the call. Yeah, I, I know. I noticed that a lot. <laughs> I've never seen that before. Like I literally like the official gave him the call. He's still arguing about it afterwards. I'm not really sure about that. Uh, exactly. Exactly. What's going on. All right. Oh, uh, and go it's Horton too. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. We know yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. We know, we know that, but, but for Horton, it feels like it's more on offense. It's more the throw the head back thing. Yeah. than it is where on defense where it's, I, I mean, Marcus smart literally looks like he's being sent into another time zone every time that there's contact. I mean, it's for just, sure. It's, but it's, he's elite. he's still elite though. I'll I'll I'll, I'll very, give you that. Very elite. I'll I'll give you that. But yes, th there's a lot of the flopping there. Uh, we'll try not to mention this uh, to Kyle. All right, I'll, I'll give you this. Who was a? Uh, if you put this in the grand scheme of things, this season, give me who turned out to be the biggest disappointment of of the teams not to make the final four. Is it Milwaukee? From from where the expectations were, was is it Milwaukee? Is it Brooklyn? Or is it Phoenix? I can't say Milwaukee because they were missing an all-star guard. Um, Phoenix, they won 60-something games, you know, so that's disappointing. But I would have to say Brooklyn, though. You know, even though they had a tough matchup in the first round, uh, I would probably say they probably were the most disappointing because they had, I mean, they had obviously, you know, one of the top, one of the top three players, you know, in the world in KD. You know, obviously they had the Kyrie thing going on, which, you know, it looks it looks like from the outside that, you know, they never really adjusted to that. And then obviously the James Harden trade. So I, I'm, I think they probably they're probably the most disappointing um, from the outside looking in. I would say Brooklyn and Phoenix probably the most disappointing. What is the path in your view? Uh, give, give me the quick synopsis here. What's the path to victory in this series for Miami? What, what's the one thing they need to take away more than anything else? You got to take away the three-point shooting. Mm. And it's going to be hard to take it away. You almost got to try to contest and hope that they miss a lot because you, you can't beat a team that's shooting, making 17 plus threes 
efficiently. It's, it's just, it's too, it's too much to, you know, to overcome, especially if you're not matching that. And it's hard to match that every single game. And that's kind of what happened in Milwaukee. Every game that uh, the Celtics won, they made like 15 threes. Mm-hmm. You know, and every game they didn't, they didn't make that many threes. And so I think whoever controls the three-point line and, um, you know, can keep the score kind of low, you know, I think that's going to be the focus and that's going to be, you know, that's kind of going to determine who's going to win it, who shoots the three ball better and who defends it better. Well, Jimmy said today he likes games in the 90s. I I think this team's comfortable playing games in the 90s. I don't think they're comfortable shooting 24% from three, which is what they shot in the three games in Philadelphia. Like if if that happens again, I don't think they can win this series. And, And so I'll ask you this. If you had a choice of one of that, we're assuming Kyle's not playing game one. He didn't practice today. It appears he's out. I don't think he's back for game two either. Jimmy kind of let it slip that Kyle's close. I think they're going to be much more patient with it this time and, and maybe not allow him to put himself on the court and play Gabe. Let's assume Kyle's out though. There's still decisions to make. So let me get you. You can play one of these two guys in this series because Gabe's going to start. We know that Deadman will probably get a few minutes uh, off the bench. We obviously know hero and Oladipo are going to play off the bench. You can play Caleb Martin or Duncan Robinson in this series. Who's your choice for this matchup? You know what? I think you'll have to see. You'll have to see how the guys are shooting, like Struess and um, Tyler and Jim. You see how they're shooting. If they're shooting well, you got to go with Caleb for, for athleticism and defense. I mean, you have to because you're going to need your fouls. You're going to need everything for Tatum and for Jalen. You know, you know, Tatum is like approaching superstar. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have many bodies to throw at him as possible. And so if the Heat are shooting the ball well, you know, I think you go with Caleb. But if not, you know, I mean, you got, you got to bring Duncan in. You got to. I mean, he's the only guy out there that's capable of making nine threes in a game, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I mean, the Heat have got entire games without in the playoffs without making nine threes in a game or even making six threes in a game. So it, it does feel like at, at some point, I know Eric said in one of the games in the Philly series that he probably should have gone to him. Uh, you know, maybe, yeah. maybe you would assume he would. But they won though. So it's not like right. they did the wrong thing. I mean, they won and they won convincingly. So, you know, Spo did the right thing, but Spo also knows, you know, series change. Mm. And if it, if it comes to where you have to match threes for threes, you know, you got to put your best three point shooters out there. You hope it doesn't come to that, but. You know, if, if they're shooting well, I would go with Caleb, though. But if they're if they're struggling shooting, you know, I think you probably have to take one of those other guards out and, and put Duncan in. All right, another honest answer here. During your time with the Heat, what is the other team that you guys liked the least? Was it Boston? Like the least? It's hard. I mean, because it was Indiana and Boston. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, it was, it was, I mean, obviously Boston, we didn't like them, you know, with the trash talk, especially when Ray came over, that created a crazy, crazy environment. But that Indiana series though, you know, we Hibbert and Danny Granger and, you know, the fans out there. And Lance, Lance and, and Lance, Ray, I, what, I, I forgot what Ray called Lance that game in Indiana, like a nincompoop or something. It was some, some name he used for him when he was getting at you guys. I know Jawan had to take care of business before one of the games. Also, I, I, I guess I even got kicked out of the Eastern Conference, one of the uh, Eastern Conference championship games. And man, hey, listen, it's between them two. For me, it's Indiana. 
<laughs> but for the team, for the team, it's probably Boston and Indiana, you know, because it was it was rough, you know. And and I mean, we didn't like. I mean, we respected the Spurs, but we didn't like the Spurs either. You know, mm-hmm. they was always in the way. <laughs> they were in the way, but at least they were accomplished. Like I I, I would right. feel I I, I feel Very- like what you're getting at here with Indiana. Like Boston, okay, I, they won one title and acted like they out, well, they won a hundred. They've been living off that one title forever, but at least they did win a title, like right? And, right. and 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 then and and the Spurs are the Spurs. I mean, the Spurs dominated a decade, right? And pretty much every right. other year, Indiana never won anything though. Like, it's it seemed unearned with them. Like so, the Grange, like Danny going going at uh, at LeBron and Lance's antics and Hibbert's verticality and the. You know, David West with with Braun. I mean, just all of that. Hensboro. Oh man, it was but but you gotta understand, they had the number one record in the NBA. I know. Twice. Twice. They started 19 and one. Like they started one season like crazy. So, you know, they felt, you know, they felt how they felt. <laughs> well, UD took care of the Hansborough thing. Oh man, everybody was taken care of at the end of the day. <laughs> Every business was handled. <laughs> Business was handled. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen that picture of all them posing. I, I'll send it to you. If you ever see that picture of all them posing, they did like a modeling shoot together that season before you guys beat them. And that, that pretty much, that pretty much set off. Also that Indiana environment is pretty toxic too. Like people don't talk oh. about it. Like they talk about Boston and Utah, but like Man, I've heard very, some things there. Very, very toxic. Yep. <laughs> But if you're the home, but if you're the home team, you know, yeah, it works in your favor. But some things you hear there are very, very toxic. You, yeah. you used a great word right there. Yeah, to- toxic <laughs> is toxic is the nicest word that I could come up with. All right, I want to I want to get to your pick here to close. Before we do though, uh, what's this about you and the big three? What's going on? I saw some news about that. Uh, yeah, it's a possibility. We, you know, we'll see when I get home. You know, obviously being away. You know, but when I get home, be a little more hands on. You know, right. you know. I- see what's going on let you guys know all right well they're spreading it out on twitter i mean it reminds me of when uh we used to go to various towns and they would say that Shaq was going to be at a club djing tonight when Shaq was already out of town so i never i'm never sure you know what to believe on twitter but let me know i was okay no i told him it was okay okay all right sounds good all right we'll talk more about it next week or or when you get back here all right so let's get to it norris and again check out energy cubes i'm going to post it uh on twitter we appreciate norris joining us here weekly during the playoffs uh who do you like in this series uh, we're gonna have to go game by game. Um, I'm gonna pick the Heat to win Game One at home. They're, I think they're arrested. Um, I believe tonight gonna be a tough game though because Boston is, you know, they're used to playing. You know, they're used to playing on the schedule. The Heat has got some rest, so I'm looking forward to a competitive game. But tonight, I'm going with the Heat. You sound like Shaq. Shaq said he had to wait to see how the series played out to make a yeah, pick. See, man, I gotta wait and see. All right. I said heat and seven. So I, I put myself out on a limb there. We'll see if that goes. I Here's my theory on it. I, I, I can't see uh, Spolstra and this group losing a game seven at home. I, I just don't see that. I, I, I think there will, I think they will lose one at home during the series and I think they'll get one in Boston, but I, I, I don't know. I, I just think by game seven, the other thing is Boston doesn't play as many guys as Miami. I, I think that may be an issue by the end of this series. Um, they just came out of a really difficult series with Milwaukee. My, as you mentioned, Miami got a little bit more rest. First series was quick against Brooklyn, but it was kind of emotionally challenging because of everything you were dealing with. 
Um, and, and Odoka's really only played seven or eight guys consistently, whereas Eric's played nine, 10, 11. I think in a game seven, I think the strategy here is just wear down Tatum and Brown as much as possible and try to get game seven. You guys kind of did that to Paul George, honestly. Like you, you guys, I remember you guys got two game sevens against him at home and he didn't have a whole lot left by the end of it. I, I feel like we could see that again. So, so we'll see, but we'll check in with you game to game. I promise that that's yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. So that's good. All right. So anyway, Indiana Pacers, we know how Norris feels now. Kyle Lowry, biggest flopper in the NBA, but that's all right. We, nobody will tell him uh, and, and all the rest of this stuff. Norris, we appreciate it. All right. Have a good one. All right. Thanks, man. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network.